today I want to take a moment and give a supporting thought to the Christmas story. We're going to hear the story of Jesus' birth and celebrate that moment throughout this service today. But there's more happening than just a baby being born. You see, there's this element of God coming as a man into the earth. God became flesh and dwelt among us. In Luke chapter 1, we see this uh, look into the life of Mary, Jesus' mother. And in chapter 1, verses 39, I want to read just a few verses here. It says, A few days later, Mary hurried to the hill country of Judea, to the town where Zechariah lived. She entered the house and greeted Elizabeth. At the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child leaped within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth gave a glad cry and exclaimed to Mary, God has blessed you above all women, and your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord should visit me? When I hear your greeting, the baby in my womb jumped for joy. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Amen. Pray with me today. God, today, use this time. Help us to hear your word and be faithful to it. In Jesus' name, amen. I love this scripture because of what it shows us. Literally, Mary's greeting is what ushered in the Holy Spirit into someone else's life. God used Mary to impart the Holy Spirit onto Elizabeth and her child, John the Baptist. Her, Elizabeth was carrying John the Baptist, and that anointing carried on him through his ministry. And Mary was blessed because of her faith. She believed that God would do what he said he would do. And that's the same position we're in today. Do I have the faith to believe that God will do what he said he would do? And you see, Jesus said that he would give us peace. And I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself because I'm a little excited about this. I think this is so amazing. But you see, it was in Mary's greeting that she was given peace. Even before Jesus' birth, he was imparting peace into the world. You see, Jesus' birth brought peace into a chaotic situation. And at the same time, that peace that Jesus had and brought into the world, he left through the Holy Spirit. You see, Jesus brought peace into a chaotic world. And then he commissioned us to continue the work of bringing peace into a chaotic world. We've been in the middle of our sermon series, Simply Jesus. And, you know, Pastor Jeremiah has been saying that life is complicated, but the gospel is simple. Can I just say that, I, you know, I agree. And the reality is that peace is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And it is something that we are called to do. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. It is called the Gospel of Peace. And we see Every time 
that Jesus interacts. He brings peace into a situation. We see this in Scripture so much. The, the greetings, when you read through the New Testament, are filled with these blessings and prayers for one another, for fellow believers, right, on peace and encouraging them to have peace in their life. I want us to think about this. 2 Corinthians 13, 11 through 14 says this. This is the Apostle Paul praying and greeting at the end, actually ending his letter to the church in Corinth, right? And it says in verse 11, Dear brothers and sisters, I close my letter with these last words. Be joyful, grow in maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace. Then the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet each other with a sacred kiss. All of God's people here send you their greetings. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. This passage is so powerful. It is Paul's encouragement to us on how we should interact with each other and how we are empowered to live through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, there's a passage in here, right? Verse 12 is a, probably a little bit weird for us to read right now. It says, greet each other with a sacred kiss, right? Um, as you can see, I'm recording this right now downstairs in my office. And the reality is, is that I'm not kissing anyone, right? And you're probably not kissing anyone either. And that's okay. This isn't a... Um, edict. This isn't a command that when you see someone, you have to give them a kiss. But it is encouraging us on how we greet each other, right? Uh, Some translations say with a holy kiss. Uh, And in that time, in this culture of the world and in this century, in the first century um, Middle East, a greeting was common to greet someone that you knew with the kiss on the cheek. It was a sign of affection. It was a sign of honor. And for us as believers, it is an encouragement here to say, greet each other in a way that is holy and honoring. Act towards other people in a way that is showing encouragement, that is showing harmony and peace, right? It is so important for us to grab hold of this and not get caught on, well, that was just something weird that they did back then. No, we could learn something from this because, you see, Jesus brought peace into the world. And then he gave us that same peace. So I want to ask you to think about this. Make a decision today to include God in the process as you greet each other. We are in Christmas. These are our Christmas services today. And can I tell you that Christmas is a great time. I love it because it is full of amazing greetings. It is full of embraces of love and affection. We reach out to those that we care about. We give gifts to show love and appreciation. We embrace each other. We sit down and we share meals together. Right? I know I just described most of our Christmases, but not probably this Christmas. But here's the reality. Don't let this current situation rob you from the peace that God gives. It is a peace that passes understanding, and it's a peace that the world cannot give. 
if I'm looking to the world and my situations and my life outside of God for peace, I will always be lacking. It can always be taken away. But Jesus said that he gives us peace that the world cannot have. So today, I want us to make a decision, one, to lean into and grab hold of the peace that God says he will give to us. And then make a decision to act in peace towards each other. Work to feel and give genuine affection to others. Find a way to do that in this season. It Be creative, right? Don't just say, well, I couldn't do it the way I used to. Look at how you can show and give peace to others today, right? We sing, right? We sing the song, Peace on Earth and Goodwill Towards Men. That is essentially what God is doing. And he does it through you. Just like Mary, greeting and peace towards Elizabeth imparted the Holy Spirit onto her, God will use you to impart the Holy Spirit onto others, and it starts with our greeting. Jesus told him himself, Jesus told us himself about the peace he's leaving. He said, I'm leaving you with a gift. Perfect for Christmas, right? Jesus' Christmas gift to you is peace of mind and heart. And the peace I, Jesus, give is a gift the world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. Look to the manger. Look to Jesus. And I promise in that moment, you will find peace. You know, that little child in a manger changed everything for you and for me. And as we do each and every Christmas, we are going to be spending some time in uh, worship with communion, the Last Supper. It's an exchanging of faith between us and Jesus. It's, a, it's something that Jesus asked us to do as a reminder of his great love for us. You know, on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered his 12 closest friends and he, he gathered them together and began a new, uh, a new thing among them based off of an old thing, the Passover meal. And as he gathered them together, before they received the meal, he stooped down and he washed their feet and he showed them truly what love was. He showed them that he would be going to the cross. He told them that he would be giving his life. He would be giving his body, his blood for those, those people that he loved so much and for you and for me. And then in John chapter 13, he said these words. He said, they will know, the world will know that you are my disciples because you have love for one another. The act of communion is an act of unity between us and the Savior and 
each other. And in these next few moments, I would encourage you to go ahead and grab the bread and the juice together with your family there. Gather them around in this moment and take a moment to explain to them the, the importance of this moment. Go ahead and lead right where you are and just begin to tell them how much Jesus loves them, each one, each child, each person in your family. If you're alone, I want you to grab those elements and I want you to just spend a moment together with the Holy Spirit because you are not alone. Not only are we spending this moment with Jesus, but we're spending this moment with each other now. We, we, the world will know that we are his disciples because of our love for one another. You are loved. You are not alone. Jesus is here in this moment. He's present with you in this moment. And so as we take the bread, I would share with you the same thing that Paul shared with the church in Corinth in the book of 1 Corinthians. He said that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he lifted it up among the disciples and he broke it and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Take and eat all of it. As we eat this bread tonight, it symbolizes to us by faith the, the breaking of his own physical body. You know, Isaiah says that, that he, he took the chastisement of our sin. He took the beating that we deserved for all the wrong things that we've done. And not only did he take a beating, he laid down his life for you and for me. When we eat this bread, we recognize that we have nothing to do with our salvation other than just to receive the work that Jesus has already done for us. We bring nothing to this meal except our faith and desire for him. And so as you eat together with me, let's eat this bread as an act of faith, believing that God has given to us a brand new beginning, a relationship with him through his son, Jesus. Let's eat together now. God, thank you for your body, which was broken for us. God, I thank you for that, that body that was broken on the cross. God, it, it was laying in the manger that Christmas night. And the shepherds were in awe of what they see, but they didn't know. They didn't know that that little baby would grow up to give his life for them, for us. We receive that gift of your life, Jesus, through the broken body of our Savior. Amen and amen. After the bread, the Bible says that Jesus took the cup, the cup of Passover. It was a cup of wine. Uh, we have juice or whatever you may have there in your, in your hand. It represents his blood, which was poured out for you and for me. Every drop of the Savior's blood was poured out on Calvary, and he gave his very last for you and for me, not only so that we would have life, but that we would have freedom from sin, freedom from our mistakes. And the blood of that little child was poured out 33 years later on that cross so that you and I could make a break from our past. All of the knuckleheaded things that we've done are covered under the blood he picked up the check for our wrongdoing. And in that moment when he gave his, his blood for us, he wiped out our past 
and gave us a new future. I am so thankful that he did that. I hope that you are too. This cup represents his blood, which was poured out for our forgiveness. If you'd receive that forgiveness tonight, in Jesus' name, let's drink together. Jesus, we thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for your great love for us. Help us to love you in return. Teach us how to love one another. Let your love be the thing that shows the world that we are your disciples. In a day and an age where there's not a whole lot of love to go around, may our love, your love, shining through us be true drawing men and women to you through our lives. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. come to a close with our Christmas Eve services, it's so important for us to remember that Jesus said, I am the light of the world. We carry the spirit of Christmas with us everywhere we go. We are the light to all of those in despair around us. We offer the one who heals to those who are hurting and need a touch from the Savior. So as we end out our Christmas Eve experience, let's remember the importance of being the light of Jesus to the world around us. Some of you may have received some candles in the mail from the church. Others of you, you've gathered your candles so that as we sing Silent Night, we can participate together in one of the most important traditions that we've had as a church. That is to remember the importance of being a single light. The candle changes the atmosphere of the world around you. When there's darkness and the light of the world is present, darkness cannot overcome it. Let's sing together. Silent night, holy night, all is calm, all is bright,